When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Thrones is on the air here, and we got wedding news. Wedding news, not in-show Game of Thrones wedding news, but I love this little thing. I'm reading it from Heroic Hollywood. You can find it uh, there and other places online about, you know, we know Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie met on the set. They're engaged. They are going to be married. And Kit Harrington was on the Jonathan Ross show. Good uh, UK presenter. Had the pleasure of meeting him once at Comic-Con. Great guy, actually. It was really fun um, watching him uh, uh, cover a Walking Dead panel. He was moderating a panel. Side note. Why am I bringing that up? I don't know. I like Comic-Con. There you go. Uh, Kid Harrington saying, hey, I rang up the producers and uh, and I said, hey, I'm getting married and it's your fault, actually. And I was like, you need to factor in a Game of Thrones wedding, by the way. They, meaning the whole cast, have all got to be there. So the whole thing. Has got to shut down. So we know this production for season eight's running long. It's planned to go long, and now it might go even longer because of Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie's marriage. But you know what? I think we're all on board for that. We're all happy that love actually bloomed in that cave. It's a good thing. There might be bigger questions about what this means. Our friend Kevin from Three Cocktail Questions has a call here in a bit that uh, that maybe dives into this. Uh, uh, from a certain point of view, but I love this information. This is fun. This is good. Pause the production. I'll wait a couple weeks, even extra, just so this wedding can happen. And that, we've talked about Game of Thrones weddings in the real world, Game of Thrones themes wedding, themed weddings. I don't think this is going to be a Game of Thrones themed wedding, but everyone there, everyone from the cast and crew has got to be looking over their shoulder. This is truly a Game of Thrones wedding. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, Kit Harrington has demanded from HBO to factor in a wedding uh, in the schedule because uh, most of the cast is going to be at his wedding. So I had some thoughts about that. Uh, we know that um, someone is going to have to take the Iron Throne at the end, so do you think that the last episode, or close to it, is going to have a very large wedding uh, sort of celebrating that we're moving forward in life, and then uh, the cast will then use that will actually be an actual wedding. Uh, they'll actually change up and have an actual wedding for uh, for Kit, and that actual wedding would be a bonus scene on the DVD when it comes out. Uh, what do you think? Thanks. Hey Ken, so thinking about season eight, uh, we saw last season uh, Nymeria, and she has you know she has this whole new pack. Now it got me thinking: Could the direwolves? play a role against the war against the undead. I absolutely think that they could. I mean, we saw Summer go down, but it took a whole bunch of them just to kill one direwolf. And, you know, Summer did go down fighting, killing a bunch of whites and stuff. So I definitely think the direwolves could be an X factor against the fight against the Night's King. All right, kids, what do we think? What about those direwolves? Are they still going to factor into the show? Eric Monroe with a good question and thought starter about Nymeria. And I'm sure definitely Ghost and how they could possibly factor in. And we've kind of touched upon this before. We talk a lot here on Daily Thrones about how how everyone's going to actually defeat the Night King. How do you form a strategy? And I think it's all hands on deck. And if you could bring Ghost into this, 
Ghost has proven to be pretty valuable valuable before. Good in a battle. Good in a battle against whites. You definitely want him on the side. Now, of course, we're not worried about budget constraints or what the production and producers think of bringing Dow Wolves into the story. Let's just talk about the story and what we might see. I absolutely believe we'll see Ghost again on the show. It has to be. Uh, I think he'd be a plus. Could he, uh, you know, I'd hate to see the Night King take him out. Oh, that'd be a sad death. If Ghost goes, that is a very, very potentially sad death. Nymeria, I, you know, I wonder if Nymeria comes back more in the books and factors in more into the book story. You definitely hear through, uh, you know, book four and five, I believe by four, you start hearing things about this pack of wolves led by a super wolf, and it definitely factors in, uh, you know, it's these whispers and these rumors about what's going on in the Riverlands. So I could see that on the show we get maybe less, but maybe maybe in the books Nymeria factors in. If somehow Arya can track Nymeria down, or vice versa, quite frankly, I think Nymeria would be a very important weapon. Could her pack of wolves follow in? I don't know. Yep, that's right. We're actually talking about whether wolves will follow a dire wolf in the battle here on Game of Thrones. It's serious discussion. It's serious analysis, all right? You can't deny that. Uh, I, I I still tend to think that uh, dire wolves will, would be easily overmatched against the hordes of whites that will be marching down, but if you can break things off, if you can uh, send them in fast to get some targets, maybe to um, you know uh, clear some clear some whites where you go for a white walker, I don't think a dire wolf versus a white walker is a good prospect, but against the whites themselves, absolutely. But again, it's all hands on deck. And if I was Jon Snow, or Aegon Targaryen Snow the Ninth, whatever we want to call him, uh, I would want Ghost at my side if I'm to march against the Night King. You guys, let me know how would you use the direwolves in battle against the Night King. Hey, Daily Thrones. So, my thoughts for today, Ken. I was struggling earlier to try and find myself a Jock and Hagar uh, Funko Pop figure because they're a New York Comic Con exclusive. So I finally got one, and immediately after getting it, my mind thought, are we ever going to see Jock and Hagar again? Is he already around, hiding with someone else's face? Is there a possibility that we will see Jock and Hagar again, or is that storyline just gone? Now, one of the more far-fetched theories that I've always loved is the possibility of Jock and Hagar being Rhaegar, but that theory is pretty far-fetched, and I, I don't believe it to be true. It's just one that I enjoy. So, do you think we'll see Jock and Hagar again, and uh, what does the rest of the audience think? Thanks for taking the call, and have a great day. All right, Sir Thomas the Tall with a great call about Jagan Hagar, everyone's favorite faceless man mentor. Not counting, well, Cyril Pharrell, right? No, I'm kidding. Um, but his question is, will we ever see Jagan Hagar again? The last time we saw him, he was sending Arya off as she kind of dropped out of college. But maybe that's what, what Jagan Hagar attended the whole time. It's tough to say that. It's tough to say that he would intend that because was he fully confident that Arya would follow these paths and make these mistakes? Did he know her that well? And it's fair to say he might have. Did he know that she would defeat the Waif, killing her? He seemed kind of proud that that was the case. Was he setting up the Waif? Was he trying to both rid the faceless men of the Waif while also uh, sending Arya onto bigger and better things and giving her the tools 
she would need to become the Batman of Westeros. I believe Jagan would have wanted to see Arya, the girl he met in season two, uh, go on to those type of things. I think despite being a faceless man who is no one with no wants or, de- or desires or goals or any of those things, which, by the way, the waifs seem to have, I think Jagan Hagar would have some respect for her. He believed in her. He understood what was going on with her. So I can understand that, that he had set a lot of this up. And maybe there was some cold, hard uh, coaching that thought, Jagan Hagar thought maybe, hey, you know, if she loses to the waif, then she'd probably lose her life over there in Westeros anyway. So that's it, uh, what we're going on here. Cold, harsh realities. But, hey, the faceless men don't seem to be the warmest bunch, right? So the bigger question that Thomas is asking here, actually the biggest thing Thomas is raising, the fact that there's that Jagannagar Funko Pop out there, New York Comic Con exclusive. I did not get to go to New York Comic Con this year. Boo-hoo, I know, worst things in life. Um, but I'd like to get my hands on that Funko Pop too, man. Uh, I've kind of slowed down my Funko Pop collecting just for space and storage and uh, other issues. And um, I'd still I'd still spring some bucks for good Jag and Hagar, Funko Pop. But anyways, uh, the question of will we see him again, I don't think we will. I want him to. Would he show up? I love the idea that he's someone else, that he's Rhaegar or some kind of weird theory. I can get behind those. I mean, there's still like a part of me. Like We're talking maybe 10% part of me that believes that Sierra Pharrell was Jag and Hagar or vice versa and that Sierra Pharrell will show up again. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. It's just a part of my heart that wants to believe in that. But Jagannagar, will we see him again? Again, I'm going to go no. I look at the way we saw Ilaria Sand and Tyene Sand uh, go out. Uh, we don't see their deaths on screen. Yeah, and I know you can st- cite Stannis Baratheon as well. But we don't see their deaths, deaths on screen. It's just kind of, they're faded away. They're done and that is it. We know uh, that they're, they're not going to... And Dara Varma said not coming back. So I can see that final look from Jagannagar watching Arya Stark leave as, well, his final shot in the show. What do you guys think? Will Jagannagar come back? Could he factor in? Is he still around? Is he watching Arya? Maybe he is, uh, you know, house, from House Clover. Maybe he's Leanna Mormont. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know about Jack and Hagar here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. Jack and Hagar was one of my favorite characters in A Game of Thrones and in the books, too. I really liked how in the show he seemed to care for Arya when on their journey together and in the house in black and white. He seemed to care about her and care that he really wanted to see her get better and go forward, even though it was kind of confusing about whether he wanted her to become a true faceless man or not. But... That aside, I don't think we're going to see him in the show again, unfortunately. I think his storyline is done, and Arya is just going to move past her faceless man training and that whole side plot in the show. Hey, Ken. So, Jacka Hagar, um, first off, you know, I I also kind of would have loved for him to really have been Sirio Pharrell because I was not a big fan of the House of Black and White storyline at all. But if that was like a payoff, it, it. I won't say it would have made it worth it, but definitely would have made it for me like a hundred times better. But will we actually see Jacka Hagar again on the show? If I had to guess, I would have to say no. I think um, the last time we saw him where he gives that smirk to Arya is the last time we're probably going to see him. But it is possible he could definitely show up. Um, You know, it's not like impossible. So I would say no, but we could still see it. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. To answer uh, Sir Thomas's uh, question, yes, we'll see uh, Jacqueline Hardar again. 
and we're going to see him kill Arya because he's the one that's wearing uh, Bernadette's face. It just makes it easier for the show to keep the same that the same actor uh, doing the same thing. But as I've always said, the faceless men and the, and the Iron Bank have that relationship with each other, and the Iron Bank is making sure that Cersei is protected and their interests are protected now that new loans have been taken out from the Iron Bank. And when Arya comes down wearing a Littlefinger's face to quote-unquote report to Cersei and get in. They're, uh, he's going to recognize her. Uh, and as uh, Arya is getting ready to do the coup de grace on Cersei, Jacques Hudar is going to kill um, uh, Arya. Bittersweet, but the faceless men clean up their own mess. Thanks. Closing the show down tonight with three thoughts on Jaganagar following the original call and my thoughts on it. We got Billy and Eric say, no, nah, you know what? Jagan's probably done. We're not going to see him, though maybe we would like him. But I got to get I got to get Kevin's theories in there. Uh, Kevin over three to- cocktail questions always has some interesting theories. His crazier ones might be around Bernadette, Cersei's handmaiden, and who it might be. He is convinced that Jagan Hagar is wearing the face of Bernadette. You know what? On Game of Thrones, anything's possible, which is why I uh, reference this theory every now and then and put Kevin's calls about Bernadette up because if it ends up being right, it'll be the greatest Hail Mary theory prediction in any fandom that I've ever seen. Kevin, keep those theories coming. Guys, thanks for the calls. As always, we'll see you tomorrow here on Daily Thrones. More of your calls, theories, speculations, mine as well, and reactions to your stuff. We are still a long way from Season 8, but we got a place to talk about Game of Thrones right here, Daily Thrones on Anchor.